Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. Yes. Uh, so the the whole thing is I'm doing the entire state of Hawaii from the beginning because there's not a, enough fair coverage of it. So I'm very like when I was a kid, I actually like wanted to get into AM broadcasting. But that was like right as they were deregulating the F that the section of the FCC that handled radio. And then by the time that like I was old enough and educated enough to join IEEE. They looked at me and they're like, sorry, kid, but radio's dead. And I was like, uh, then what do I do? And they're like, pirate radio podcast. And I was like, shoots. So <laughs> okay, here you are. Right yeah. So here I am. Cause you know, uh, yeah. So it's, um, kind of a dream of mine is to bring back old fairness doctrine, like radio and like news broadcasting. Because there's too much editorial in the day to day. Like I like the Sunday op ed, but I don't like every day be Sunday. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's that's great though. It's great that you're presenting everybody, so people can just make up their minds. You know. Yes, and we find at the end of the day that like a lot of the conversations are the same. And then the other thing is, is not many people realize how much like local politics is nonpartisan. So I like talking with local, local politicians because then they can talk about things and then they go, Oh, I thought he was one Republican, but he says things I say, or she seemed yeah. kind of like she was Democrat, but she said that. And it's like, we're, we're a small community, you know, these islands, like you cannot yeah. live on Republican, Democrat, green party, independent, whatever, because we have finite space, you know, so many people at, at the end of the day, we all going to learn about each other. So like we all have to put up with each other, live with each other, you know. So like you, throwing, 
Throwing away that partisan thing is all about my jam right there. It's funny. You, you don't even need me to talk. You just say that. That's exactly how I feel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true because, you know, like you say, we're all, we're all on the island together. Yes. You, you know what I mean? And they, they want us to, to, um, to fight with each other over party lines, you know, and, and draw lines and divide over that because, you know, it's easier to call it. United yes. we stand, um, you know, Absolutely. divided we fall. Absolutely. And, so, and, and that's one thing here is, is I had the Republican Party there kind of, you know, yeah, 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 well, great, great. You know, they all, they, they liked what I was, what I said and they wanted to support me and I go, great, you know, are you Republican? I go, no. <laughs> I go, I, I agree with you guys. I agree yeah. with you, but um, I go, but if, if we make this a, uh, uh, you know, if I say I'm Republican, I just lose. I right there shot myself in the foot. Yep. I lose the election. Yep. I well, lose. I I 100 get you. You know, because like <laughs> I grew up in a Republican family, and then I went a little Democrat because of like the way the voting style. And then as I watched my my grandparents vote, and from time to time, my uncle would switch party lines and be like, "Uncle, why you do that?" He's like, "I don't like any of these guys. I go check the other side for a oh. while." And uh, so then, you know, he they, it really taught me that, like, we in order for Hawaii to survive mainland politics is that we need to inject a little of that, like, local tribal culture into how we live with each other. And we have to we have to be able to pass the stick, whether we like it or not, and let the guy speak and they go, hey, I like your idea and I like him, you know. Yeah. And then just you got your time, you got your space. Maybe we vote you in once. Maybe maybe you incumbent. But, you know, only time will tell. And as long as we give everybody a chance to speak up there, there's an opportunity for change. Exactly, it's been controlled by the Democrats too long, and you know, like I said, it, it that's how it has been, and they they've been in power, and everybody, everybody here is a Democrat, they, and they don't even know why. Uh you know, I agree with that. You know, as someone who uh, who had uh, a fair amount of his life spent traveling abroad with with um, military family, and and you know, spending the vast majority of my life uh, on the mainland. It, it just it really struck me as odd, like in the returning home of like the lack of civic education to where it's it's very Rust Belt politics out here, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so yeah. you have people that are I mean, and just like the Rust Belt, it's like being in Arkansas. Sometimes I feel because the only thing that gets information around is the radio. Like half the people don't even have cable. And that's whether it's because the big cable companies are fighting for that 10 acres of freaking homestead land to, to get their internet through or it's just that nobody no care about the five people who live on like the the yeah. like deadly side of the poly you know <laughs> so yeah. so there's a lot of people that are just left out in the corners of like just the the whole monkey sphere of society there's just like this anthropological disconnect from each other because we don't see enough of each other if we get stuck up in our own thing of country you know because some of us like hide like the grinch and never come down the hill and then some of us we spend a lot of time mixing in but we never change who we mix with so we we hold to these ideas because we have an echo chamber you know right yeah 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 we gotta we gotta get over that you know and that's the thing as i'm trying to unite people here in the island and just you know it doesn't matter what we are we all live together we all got to get along you know and um too many times it just it just draws a wedge between us, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And and the funny thing is in Kauai, it's not it's it's really not like that. It's just like the politics is trying to force that. I mean, yes. the, the last couple of years they've been just on an onslaught of it, you know. Um, 
and 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 people are buying into it and some are you know so it's a it's a it's a tricky situation as i said i'm not going to bring up any he said i'm nonpartisan. you know mm-hmm. um Mayor, a mayor represents Democrats. He, re- he represents Republicans. He represents gay people. He represents Christians. He represents everybody on the island. So, Dude. I never, you know, I've been to some hurricane, a hurricane here, and some serious natural disasters, and never did like you. Go, oh, well, you need your roof fixed. What are you Democrat? <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody. That's how you react. You don't react like respond to to helping somebody because they're if they're the same party line. You just do. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We got so much good talk story going on. I'm going to have to keep some of this for the show. So, you know what? Let's get right into the thick of it. For those that can't tell who's talking to me right now, can you tell them who you are and what you're running for, bro? Yeah. My name is Mitch McPeak. Um, I'm on the island of Kauai, and I'm running for mayor here. Right on. So, uh, in relation to how, how the islands work together... And and the, and the county operates. How? What is the duties of Kauai Mayor? Well, the duties of the mayor are basically he's the chief executive officer. Okay, so his role is to execute and enforce the laws of the land. Um, I, the reason why I'm running because I don't see that happening right now. I uh, I see the I see good laws, anti discrimination laws that are not being enforced and not being upheld. I see people's civil rights, their freedoms, their liberties not being enforced, not being held. And I see stupid mandates, um, which are not laws. I see those being executed. Mm. So it's 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 reversed right now. And it's a simple matter of somebody stepping in and just doing the job that that the, the mayor does. He's supposed to do. He's in charge to enforce laws and you don't enforce things that are not laws. And to really set the set set the people straight on this and educate them, because we had a sign over here, right outside um, the airport, and it says, "Put your mask on; it's the law." And so everybody's running around the island here thinking that that's a law, and it's not; it's a mandate. And, and you know, so I'm going to stop people- you right there because I think that that's where a lot of the the negative energy around that you know the mask anti-mask vax anti-vax crowd mm-hmm. started is a lot of it that it got pushy from the get i think that already as a society we would kind of hit this bubble point and everybody been you know for the lack of a better term from a guy like me everybody's been pissing in the same pot and finally it's flowing over so now when you get one problem it's 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 all the problems at the same time you know Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so then you know when it comes around and the wrong person in the bureaucracy gets the ability to make one sign, or someone you know who hasn't been fully educated on the matter gets to enact something, then that sends the wrong message. You know, I think that there there probably would have been a lot more people be like, oh, okay, I don't understand the science, but you say put them on. Okay, we saved the world. Let's put them on. You know, but then when you like. Put them on now, or we send you to jail. And it's like, bah, I just trying to live, and it's like, you know. So it we reached this like percolated point with the pandemic where we proved like people aren't paying attention half the time, and then they're just not, they're not. I mean, it goes back to your like, are they paying attention to enforce what's really a law, or are they they following what's right in their hearts, but they're not executing it correctly, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and whether it's ignorance or apathy. Uh, whatever whatever it is I, that's one of my platforms is to educate the people about this and i just don't like being lied to mm-hmm. i don't like the talent you know that that this is how it is and intimidated and this is what it's going to be because it's not see this is all just their agenda they're pushing on us 
you know, I personally, hey, you want to you want to stick poison in your arm? You go right ahead. If you don't want to, you go right ahead. We have the freedom of choice, and they're taking that away from us. Hmm. And as mayor, you know, you come in and you say, no, this is the law said you cannot discriminate against this. You cannot do this. These people have the freedom of choice, and that's the main that's the main thing. You know, we we and we have laws protecting that, and we have a constitution protecting that. And if you're once you're familiar with the Constitution, the state and the U.S. Constitution, you start to realize these people have no power. They only have intimidation. And so what they do is they try to change. They lie to us. They say it's the law. It's never been passed as a law, you know, and that, and I'm, I really don't like the way we're treated here. That's why I'm running for mayor, because I don't like the way I've been treated the last couple of years. I don't like the way they've treated any of us. Well, you and, know, I think that's kind of a that's that's a tough area, because, you know, I think this is probably the most ill-equipped living generation for something as trying as a pandemic. I just think that our toolkit wasn't ready for it. I mean, we've kind of been 20, what, 23 years at war, you know? And then that's only if you count break space between, uh, you know, the big, the, the rumblings that led up to 9-11 and then the and Desert Storm. So, I mean, out of all technicality, we really haven't stopped since, like, Vietnam. But, I mean, America is not has not really like had a chance to breathe. So I feel that when something like this came up, whether left or right on the matter, everybody was exhausted. So then when nobody had solutions and nobody liked the people who had the solutions or how they said the solutions, that we all just lost it. Well, you know, I, I, I can, I can see, I can hear, I see what you're saying here, you know, but there's a, the bigger picture is there's a narrative, there's an agenda, there's a, there's a globalistic movement movement that's been planning. And this is the plan thing that's been going on forever. Really? And when you start really understanding what's happening more so we need to, to stand up for ourselves. And I, I will disagree with you in the fact that we weren't prepared for this. We were absolutely prepared for this. And How? it's called the U.S. Congress. How, no, well, outside of the yeah. Constitution, but yeah. how? I mean, we've deregulated most of our infrastructure industries. We put about 80%, well, no, uh, pre-pandemic, we were at nearly 80% load of our entire tax economy into the Department of Defense. Now we're, like, closer to 60, but, like, I mean, I mean, outside of throwing good food away every day, we weren't really, like, yeah. in. We weren't, we weren't prepared as a people. I mean, we've wasted a lot of time on on fighting over the wrong squabbles on education and then fighting on the wrong squabbles of like you know like let's just eat the rich and it's like well how about we just hold the rich accountable and then teach working class people how to be accountable too but like without bootstrapping each other you know yeah yeah, and i guess we did muddle through it to some degree and and i i can i can i can go that to that extent but moving forward we see we see now we see now locking locking down people is not the way to do it. We see that putting a mask on our kids. Why are the kids still wearing masks? This is what gets me, okay? Why are we still putting diapers on their faces? This is absolutely ridiculous. We're the only place in the whole world that's doing this. this Actually, there's about uh, 30 other countries that are already back on pandemic lockdowns. They're starting to okay. shut down pieces of yeah. Korea and China. But and it's right. literally and, because and there's that- outbreaks and people are dying again, though. Well, that's, you know, like you said, if you see the bigger picture, it's about control and stuff. And that's what I'm saying is we have to band together, you know, on this island and fight that. 
and take the mass off our kids. The day I'm the day I'm elected, I'm making no promises, you know, these big political promises, because I'm not a politician. But the day I get in office, those masks comes off those kids. And that's like these these are daily we can't solve the world's problems. Okay. We're not, yeah, I'm not but, gonna I mean, isn't it fair to say that realistically by like just like virus by the numbers and how something like this takes its time in comparison to historical numbers before, by the time that you could take office, those masks will probably be gone. Well, they probably will be now. Now the information's out. My my competitors going, oh, the people don't want the mask, and I get a vote. You know, like I said, this is a very local thing. Kauai is really a local Rohana here. We're, yeah. we're all family, and um, we we can take care of ourselves if just guided right. We don't, you know, the bigger picture is is scary. We're I'm not going to bring the, be able to bring the gas of price down to two dollars a gallon, but we can. We do have control of our island. We have control of say over here. We have control to say. No, we don't lock down. Yes, we can go to work. We're t- I'm talking the everyday to day things of the people. You know, we can sit and talk politics all we want about the mm-hmm. high, you know, top of the politics. I'm talking about what, what I'm about is the day to day things. I'm a normal guy. I get up and I go to work. Yeah. I'm a blue collar. I've always worked. I have, I have children born and raised here. I have five grandchildren. I'm like the people here. I am of the people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I know what it takes here to raise a person here. I know what the spirit of Kauai is. I, I, I've lived here forever. I, I get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And people, people don't want to hear about all the, the, that, that other high end stuff, the top stuff where it's coming. They want to know how, how is my life going to get better? How's my day to day, you know, issues going to, going to be changed well isn't that a systemic question though Mm. pardon me isn't that a systemic question though well yeah but like i'm saying it's we we can only control what we can control and that's our island and you know the system is what it is but we have an autonomy here we have we we have local rule yeah absolutely everybody had local rule i mean we don't have all mandates yeah you you see yeah see um you know ige Last November, 2021, he even gave the powers back to the counties, to the mayors, which, you know, we have the power anyways, but he gave it back to say the mayors can do what they want according to this pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Our governor, our mayor's done nothing. Okay. So we have the power to do that. So the mayor can step up and go, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Next time it happens, we have to look forward. Okay. We can look back and say who did right, who did wrong, all we want. Looking forward, we go, well, they didn't work in the past. Lockdowns don't work. You know, the, the average person here where you got people losing their jobs, they're freaking out. They can't take, they can't pay their bill because. Well, I mean, they couldn't pay their bills because their average American doesn't have any equity right now. So, I mean, I I mean, if we were to look at that from a perspective, if we locked down, even in the seventies, we probably would have survived a year and a half without people worried about whether or not they could pay their rent and like i mean because that was a whole different economy i mean we 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 got picked apart in the last six years i mean and it was already falling down by the early 2000s and then going to war again really didn't help with that and yeah you know and then we had a rough four-year patch of someone who didn't understand tax policy so i i think that there was um you know, there, there just wasn't anything infrastructurally in, in place, you know, and I go back to the point of like, because that infrastructure psychologically, the society wasn't capable of it. I mean, at the last ref, referential point we have for a real lockdown would have to be 
you know, the Spanish flu because, I mean, the last time we had even the avian flu scare in the 2008-2009 era, the rest of the world was masking up, but America felt safe enough to go, eh, we're fine, you know? And I was actually working concierge for Disney at the time, and I saw thousands upon thousands of people coming from the east and they went sure okay we mask up you know if you want us to allow us to travel and at the time america was like cool you know what we're gonna let these people still travel and we'll we'll see what it does you know and so it, it really like i i'd have to say that like even in the response since then because it, it really stuck out with me enough to where it you know it sits pretty well placed in my memory because i had to cater to those people a lot as a concierge so it was uh it was very interesting to me from the Eastern aspect of like a people that had already known for, you know, hundreds, uh, you know, I mean, scenarios before this, that it was just a common practice of like, okay, this is sixth season. We do something about sixth season, you know? And so, and that's where like, I'm, I'm kind of confused on the whole fact of just like people being shocked that something like this could happen on a scale like this. I think there's a lot of dissonance in the sense of just like, even how our bodies work now in the 21st century, because people aren't educated enough to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to talk more about the local politics. But yeah. yeah, I know, but we, you, you know, know what, and that's the, the thing show, is like, know? I, we, we just kind of, we kind of went in there with your whole talk on autonomy and it brought itself there. But so then yeah. let's, let's get down local, local, you know, we talk enough about the world, bro. And I, and I like the way you spit it and you got a lot of fire. So then, Where's the fire for Kauai? What's what's let's put aside all of these these things that the rest of the world squabbles about and let's talk story about what you're gonna do for Kauai. Okay, like I said, um, you know, I, I'm not a politician, so I'm not gonna just stand up here and make a bunch of promises. Mm-hmm. But I do will tell you what I stand for and what I and how I will react in certain situations. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, you know, we need on this island specifically, we need to protect our Keiki's inheritance. Okay, right now we have super wealthy people buying up all of this, all the places here. They're coming in, they're getting preferential treatment to do whatever they want. Okay, um, they're donating large sums of money to the mayor's administration to for programs and things. Mm-hmm. You, you can read between the lines. Oh, yeah, that's on, good old fashioned okay. corporate lobbying. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, and we got tourists that are are it's it's they're running and overrunning our island. To be honest yeah. with you, and now now get, don't get me wrong, I'm not anti-tourist. I am pro Kauai. Yeah, I'm for Kauai and Kauaians, and I want to put Kauai first. You know, they use all our parks, they use all our roads, they use everything, and we pay for it. We can't go to the beach, we can't get a parking spot, we can't even go out to eat because there's a line like you can't believe. I can't go to Foodland without a 45 minute wait in line. It's ridiculous here. This island is beyond is 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 being ruined. Our quality of life is ruined, and we need to do something drastically to protect our Keiki's inheritance. Mm. And that's of utmost importance. the The attitude here, and you, it, which really kind of upsets me, is is we have so many natural disasters here. Okay, yeah, more than probably any other island has. I have lived through several of them. And including Hurricane Miki, which is amazing. And when you live here and you, yeah. you experience that, you see the spirit of, of, of Kauai. Okay. It's like nowhere else. And we were okay without the tourists. We helped each other. You know what I mean? The spirit of Kauai. Why, why did all of a sudden the businesses now forget the locals? Oh, it's all for the, for the tourists. The Malahini is the Malahini money. And it's like, how come they forgot that? You know, we're taking a back seat in our island. 
to to the to the tourists and the wealthy. And like I said, I get elected. We'll be doing the driving. You know, Kauai first. The the tourists are going to come. There is nothing that kept the tourists from coming here. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, as soon as the doors were open, a pandemic, you know, they let it's we have seen more tourists than we've ever seen in our life. And I'm not bagging just about the tourists, but this is an issue we need to address. There's no homes here on the island. This is the most expensive uh, island in the whole state. Mm-hmm. It's like I live in a very, very, very modest town with just with just us local guys, a million dollars for a home. You would look at this and you would laugh. What's what? You know, this is ridiculous. Nobody, if if you can even find a home to rent, you'll pay whatever you can. These are the issues that need to be dealt with. See, this is the local politics. This is what people care about. Okay, and you know they don't they don't care. They they care about the day to day thing. Where are my kids going to live? Where are my grandkids? I got five grandkids. You know, where are they going to live? Yes. You know, there's all these are the issues that are, are really important. So, you know? in, in response to that, then are are there any uh, have you been looking at any of the old programs that need to be readjusted or some of the crony politics and, and where it's obvious? I mean, because I really think that one of the biggest things that holds back Hawaii in general is we we have this shell game of developers saying, oh, I developed one five million dollar home, but I got to make one of these half a million dollar homes for you. Well, what if I just make one? I owe you credit. And then the next thing you know, we got 30, 45 million dollar homes and then nobody got any any affordable homes and we're driving up the housing economy for it. You know, it's unnecessary sugar high in the housing market. That's, that's how this kind of stuff works, you know? And right now sitting in it on my couch right now, I don't have all that information. So, and I can't honestly go accuse anybody of anything, but when you're in the mayor's office, you can investigate this stuff and you can find out, Hey, how come that agreement wasn't met? How come you get to build that? And he doesn't see. So there's, that's that's the beautiful thing about being a mayor. You actually can do stuff like this, you know, and and have the information that you need to to form an opinion and find out facts. You know, um, the other stuff is hearsay. And until, until but you it, can that's the thing about mayor. But you can get a Freedom of Information sure Act request from your local. I, I but like my question is like why why wouldn't you just go get this from your records department? Like every county has a records division. Your 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 uh, you know, your city secretary, like I, I worked in a, in a secretary's office in, in California as a kid, civil servant. I put in my time, uh, you know, I didn't want to catch bullets. So my grandfather said, go work for the government and, you know, learn how it works. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing is like, you want to know this, this by the numbers, there's reporting offices that are impartial because they work strictly for the mayor's office to produce those numbers, whether the mayor likes them or not. Okay, well, well, see, I'm learning something now. There right. we go. Good <laughs> trade, good and, trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that, that'll be something that needs to be, lo- I, I should be looking into. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because this is, like you said, this is the, the important stuff on the island. Yeah, absolutely. There's just, there's no land, there's no homes, there's nothing for sale here, even if you could afford something. Mm, nail on the head on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's in other islands, but I know this island is going nuts. Well, all I mean, of it, them are. It's kind of, it's it's been slowly percolating for some time, but I mean, it, it's kind of been the case since the post-colonial days in the statehood. I mean, I I know your story because it was my great tutu story. I mean, mm-hmm. my my grandmother grew up on land in the Pili that was Kuleana land given from Ali'i straight to my great grandmother, and. Mm-hmm. All through the era of statehood and transition, every day a real estate developer would come by 
one guy who wanted to open one grocery store and put in something over there or try to build houses or anything. And she'd say no, and she'd say no. And then one day, the jobs dried up. More, you know, plantation workers came in. You know, the the old school equivalent of our modern woofer showed up and brought the, the workforce, uh, you know, down with it. So now you have a false economy of a non-living wage because you have a majority slave force of labor that proves a unreal statistic to the employment base. And so, you know, with that, you know, that whole side of Napili suffered. And, uh, you know, my great grandmother's tale wasn't the only one. She sold an acre at a time for a week's worth of groceries until there's only what is left today of my family's land. And I will have to say that, you know, it's, it's disheartening to hear that this is, I mean, we're about to go back into it again. History is about to repeat itself again. If we do not stop ourselves. Yeah, that's that's the tragedy of uh, the history of, of of the state here, and 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 I think you just I think you you explained it very well. We're just we're going to go through it again, just disguised a little bit differently. Yeah, well, and I I think that's the hard lesson of this new age. You know, I think that's that's why we've officially you know we've moved into the Anthropocene epoch, as they call it, because it is anthropologically our fault now. Like, there's no mm-hmm. more. There's nature no longer has a say, for we are now large enough and consuming enough space and priority on this planet. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a tough thing to tackle now that like we, we can turn around any minute and see history repeating itself and, and in not the best ways, but enough about that. Let's see uh, anything else really sticking out for you as far as what the people quite need to hear from you. Well, um, yeah. Um, that just basically that I am here for them. I'm here for their rights. I don't, like I said, nobody's running for mayor and, and there's a need for somebody to stand up a- against what's coming down. There's going to be more stuff coming down. And I'm like, see a need, fill a need, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the pe- I, I love this place. This is my home. It's been, it's given me a, a great life here. Um, I just had just a wonderful, amazing life. Um, and I want to give back because I see we need to protect this. This is something that we need to fight for. Our rights are being trampled on. Um, they're slowly taking everything from us, and nobody's standing up. People people have the same sentiments as I do, but where's the leader? Where's the person that's going to stand up and represent them? Hmm. And I, I'll do that. I don't care. I'll, I'll stand up to them and say no. I mean, that was the that's the first words we learned as a kid, right? No. <laughs> we forgot it already. You know, you know, whatever you say, no, we don't have to do that. We can go to work. We don't have to lock down. We have, we can continue our life and, and we can control our environment, our, our island here. We can control tourism. We can control all this stuff that's going on. We can do it. We, the people have the power. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I, I really want to say that all the rights that, that we've given in the constitution are God given rights. They're from the Lord God almighty. This is not something that, that the constitution or people have given us. This is stuff that God has given every man on earth, you know, um, just for being born. Fortunately, we had a country that recognized that and had a nation under God and developed this and created this. That wasn't until 1955. That is, 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 is based on godly principles, which, which means, and I stand on the word of God. So that means I stand for individual freedoms, individual rights, and that that is what makes a strong community. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a strong society is the right of the individual, that we have freedom of choice, 
We have the free will to choose whatever we want for our families, whether it be right or wrong. You can you can wear a mask in public if you want. You don't have to wear a mask in public. It doesn't matter. It's a freedom choice. And that's hugely that's that's what a lot of these politicians that are in government now, they don't seem to get that. You know, and, and I want to instill from the top down is from the mayor's office down that we are public servants, which means we serve the public. Yes. Every every official, every government employee is a public servant. And if they don't get that, they're in the wrong business. And I want to start from the mayor's top mayor's office down the whole place that we're public servants. You don't like us virus. They have the power. We, the people, have the power, not the governor. And that comes with education. And, and I want to. Uh, I, re- I really want to develop and, and start programs to educating people, youngsters in schools, adults, anybody in, in this, in our constitution and in these rights so that this stuff doesn't go down. So what we, we saw the last couple of years doesn't continue to happen. Right on, right on. So um, I gave you a little extra time so that way, because we got a little lost on the worldly stuff. But yeah. before we wrap up here, um, can I talk to you again in about a month and catch up and see how Kawhi's doing? Absolutely, Kavika. Oh, uh, absolutely. shoot. It's good to hear, Mitch. Hey, man. Yeah, it, yeah, thank no, go you ahead. So go much ahead. for having me on. This was uh, a real pleasure and a real, yeah, this was great. Thank you, Kavika. Oh, yeah. I love a good spirited discussion. And that's exactly what we want to give people here because, you know, we got to be able to provide enough excitement for people to know what's what and what's going on. Maybe mm-hmm. someone can represent their ideas and maybe other people can introduce new Mana'o. So I thank you for yeah. taking that time, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you very much. So before you go, can you please tell us? How to get in touch with you, how to help your campaign, people on Kauai, how they come together to to uh, support Mitch running. Yeah, absolutely. I have a website, Mitch for Mayor, number four, MitchForMayor.org. The website is still under construction. I'm I Basically, I'm really new into this. I just filed papers a while ago, so this is all up and coming. Right on. Well, then thanks for coming on so yep. soon, bro. Yep. Yeah. All right. You got any social media or any other pages we can check you out on? Like I said, that's all coming up. And, all right. And, and I've been Mitch for mayor. That's what I'm trying to get everything. I've, I've got Copy. some people now that are working for me that are going to be doing this. And like I said, being new. Um, but keep keep your eyes out, especially in a month. I'll have all this up and running. And you can find out more about me and more about uh, how it, you know my Manao on, on the, the local environment here, local politics and stuff. And I appreciate you guys' support. Um, and thanks for listening. Oh, Mahalo for having something to say. Thank you, Mitch. Always. I've never been uh, accused of not having something to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to close it. Hey, well, if you can't talk story, you know, nobody's going to give you the time, man. (laughs) Exactly. Right on. So thanks for talking story. You have a wonderful day, man. Aloha. Rabbit Holes is a Manava Cow production. This episode was produced by Kavika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.